The Film Guide with Sam and Chris, part of the St Albans podcast with Danny Smith. Hello and welcome to the St Albans Film Guide. Uh, it is Friday the 28th of April 2023 and I am local film fan Chris Aikman. I'm joined uh, today as always by local film historian Doctor of Film History and the Language of Cinema, specifically focusing on the French New Wave, is Dr. Samantha Rolfe. Hello, Dr. Sam. Hello. I uh, <laughs> would like to retract all of your statement there, Chris. Can you retract something for another person? Yeah, it's my podcast. <laughs> okay, sure. Fine. Yeah. Okay. T- so, yes. Sure. Technically, none of what I said is true. Technically and actually. <laughs> You are a doctor, that, however. What are you a doctor in? Space science and astrobiology. Okay, so close enough. Mm. There's been a lot of films set in space. So we are here to talk about films that are new to streaming, films that are on free-to-air television for the forthcoming week, but also, firstly, uh, what films are new to cinemas. So, Sam, we've got four films on your list here, uh, starting with one with a very long title, which is... Big George Foreman, colon, the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world. Wait, I don't think it's Big George Foreman's colon, no. <laughs> it's the last time we went for a coloscopy. <laughs> and we had to see that sort of footage of um, the camera they stick up there. Yeah, it's a it's a documentary. Yep. Well, I mean, this is, a, I'm assuming, a movie about boxing. I saw a picture of a man in boxing gloves and looked no further. Do you know who, so, okay, so do you know who George Foreman is, for one? Well, yeah, he's like more famous for grills now he's than He's pretty famous, else. he's made a lot of money as a grill guy. And also he named all of his 13 children or 10 or something, all, all of them are called George or that some variants thereof. It's a lot of Georges, yes. So yeah, that's kind of disturbing. But this is about him boxing, I guess. I don't know. I don't care for boxing and I don't care to find out any more about it. So if if boxing and sport is your <laughs> so thing... good day, sir. A good, a good day to you, sir. If boxing or sport or a story inside of boxing or sport, if any of that has any interest for you, then great, please, you know, go live your life. That's grand. But I I am afraid it, I did not wish for it to take up any more of my time. And that's that. So that's out in cinemas. <laughs> Lovely. Yep. Good. We've covered that. I feel we've given it a fair uh, shot. So next up, a film called The Unlikely Pilgrimage of Harold Fry. Yeah. So this is based on a book um, about a person who goes on a, a long old walk to help out a person um, I saw the trailer for this, I think, when we were in the cinema recently. We did. We It was one of those trailers I felt that I've essentially seen the whole film now. Yeah, I was going to say, if you're interested in watching this film, don't watch the trailer because you will have seen the entire film. It gave all these sort of emotional beats and everything as well. Sort of. That's what it felt like. I... We, I mean, we've talked about trailers before and how they're not, they're sort of, created outside of the production mm. by a company or whatever. They're, they're a marketing exercise. They're given to a marketing company. Yeah. So, you know, that is just that. Yeah, they are what they are. And that's partly why I don't watch trailers where I can help it, especially if it's a film I really want to see, because often I feel like, yeah, part of the story is going to get ruined or whatever. I mean, it, it looks like a emotional 
tale. And the only reason I probably would want to watch it is Penelope Wilton, who is our queen. Uh, Penelope Wilton, famously in The Borrowers. Yes, yes, yes. See, you you said this (laughs) to me when we saw the trailer and you were like, I love Penelope Wilton. It's like, yeah, I love Penelope Wilton too. And you were like, because of The Borrowers. And you were specifically, you were talking about very specific Borrowers. Which adaptation were you talking about? Well, she played Homily in the audiobook adaptation, and then she also played Homily in the children's TV version on BBC, I guess, maybe? Because um, this film also stars Jim Broadbent, who played mm-hmm. Papa Borrower in the big budget version of The Borrowers. I'm trying to think of his name. Homily, Arietti, and... Papa Borrower. that is not his name i mean considering i literally listened to this on repeat as a kid i should really know i can't think off the top of my head it'll come back to you you're just gonna shout out at some point later in the pod it really doesn't matter i guess but yeah i don't know i don't know she just really put across homily for me i don't know why it really struck a chord but yeah she was great and um she's been in doctor who since as the well her character ends up as prime minister maybe i can't remember if she was prime minister initially or not but i think she was a like an mp and then anyway but yeah that i just i, I want to see all of her back catalogue but i just don't know if i really want to watch this movie <laughs> but also again you know if if this if maybe you've read the book and you're excited for the movie then grand but yeah perhaps i'll uh i'll wait for it to come on a streaming would you like to know papa borrower's name is it pod you are correct. A bingo yes. point to Dr. Rolf. I genuinely, you you can see me, Chris. I wasn't looking it up. <laughs> I can see you on a screen. I can't see what your screen says. Yeah, but look, I'm, I wasn't looking it up. No, I, I trust wasn't. you. You're a, you're a very honourable person. Well, yeah, I wasn't claiming to Despite be a historian pretending to be one. a film historian. <laughs> okay. So... That is the unlikely pilgrimage of Harold Fry. Uh, next up, we've got Polite Society. That's right. Yeah, I was just watching the trailer for this, having just said I don't like to watch trailers, mainly because I had no idea. Like the other two, I happened to see the trailer and I didn't want to watch it at all. So, But this one, I was like, had no idea what it's about. Saw it was directed by Nida Manzor and was like, what's, what is this about? Because yeah, Polite Society, I suppose it gives you maybe a bit of an idea, but turns out it's about a young uh, woman who wants to be a stunt person and tries to enlist her sister to help her out to sort of build her profile and help with her training and all this. Her sister is interested in a young a young man and then all is not as it seems it would appear but I don't know I didn't want to like get into it too much because I'm excited for it it looks quite fun sort of a action comedy I don't know if you it got it's got high rating on on Rotten Tomatoes I've seen some good reviews of it it's got sort of yeah action comedy sort of martial arts uh, parts to it it's yeah it's got some very good reviews and I'm looking forward to seeing it myself yeah set in Britain yes British Exciting. film British film yeah would go to see this, I think. Exciting. So slightly more big budget film coming out uh, on Wednesday, the 3rd of May. Uh, we have the latest Marvel film, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Are we only on three? We are. Okay. What ve- what phase of the MCU are we at at this point? Five, I want to say. Phase five. Okay. Yep. Did they did they foresee the tiring of the audience at all? I don't know. I mean, yeah, 
I'm I'm it's a tricky tiring. One. It's a tricky one. I'm I'm at the sort of point where I'm happy to see them when they come to streaming. I'm still mm. looking forward to seeing them when they're on streaming, but I'm no longer seeing them when they come out in cinemas. Yeah. So then, what does that mean for sort of yeah? If they're spending all this money, I don't know. I don't. They've made a lot of money, so really, it's. I think, buy the buy for them at this point. Isn't I it? think, from what I understand, Guardians of the Galaxy three will sort of be like essentially wrapping up the Guardians of the Galaxy sort of bit of things. They might appear in like other things here and there, but it's their own like series. I think they're going to be sort of done after this. Sure, is the sort of way I think it's going. I think that's a that is a bit of a shame because I think some of the characters in there like they could almost have like their own arc their own film yeah they they might well do sort of some of the characters might go off and sort of do other things but i think this sort of like period of them as the guardians i think is probably finishing okay well if you're into marvel stuff or you've never seen a superhero movie why not start with this (laughs) um (laughs) oh god don't uh, start with this one Uh, well, I don't know. It's a it's a space opera of of sorts. I don't know. Wednesday, third of May. That's when it's coming out, anyways. And that is it for films new to cinemas. Well, I mean, there's other ones, but those are the big main ones this week. Next up, we're going to see what is new to streaming. We got one thing you've picked out as being new to streaming. What streaming service is this on? Yes, I did not type that. You did it not. Is on, <laughs> it is on Netflix. Okay, <laughs> and it's called AKA. Yeah, I don't think it's someone just shouting Akka. I think it is AKA. That's how I was reading it rather than Akka. Yeah. I, w- I did watch the trailer for this because I didn't know what it was supposed to be about really i mean the the blurb for it is that in this intense action thriller a special ops agent goes undercover with a criminal organization and unexpectedly befriends the boss's young son okay so it's like a buddy film i guess (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so (laughs) but like in the trailer which i watched with no sound there was lots of shooting (laughs) and violence and it did not look like my kind of thing but if you're into action thrillers intense ones then perhaps this is for you where is it from sam i believe it's french i believe so too Mm. uh it also amusingly enough seems to star eric Cantona. oh really yes (laughs) is he is he making a name for himself in uh eric Cantona has already done a fair amount of cinema actually Oh, there you go. He, uh, he was famously in the Cape Blanchett film Elizabeth, back Queen Elizabeth I. Well, excusez si vous plaît. He played a French diplomat. I was unaware. I did I did not recognise him from the trailer, <laughs> so <laughs> seems like the kind of film you'll watch when I'm out somewhere. It does, it does, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. probably. So you enjoy that, and I'll uh, we'll come back and discuss another time. Yes, I will. It, I can see from the trailer that... It's got a lot of shooting in it. That's what I said, yeah, exactly. Lots of (laughs) violence. So, that is the end of part two. Hello and welcome back to part three. Now, normally this is Sam's Friday Fright Night section where we talk about a horror film that Sam has seen. But actually, uh, not a horror film this time, but we're going to talk about what is billed as a survival thriller. And right. <laughs> <laughs> now, obviously, we could go into what's a horror film? What's <laughs> yeah, no one's done that. <laughs> uh, and obviously, without you know, you don't think it's a thriller because no spies. But 
I mean, they use binoculars in it a bit. <laughs> and there's a drone, all spy stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we are, of course, talking about the 2022 film Fall, written and directed by Scott Mann and starring Grace Caroline Curry and Virginia Gardner as two best friends who, when one of them suffers a tragic loss and is still in sort of, you know, stage of grief, her friend takes her, they're, they're both they're both climbers, that's what they've always done together, they're both climbers, and to shake her out of her malaise, they go and climb something very, very big. In this case, a TV tower out in the middle of the desert, which is about 2,000 feet tall. Needless to say, stuff goes wrong. Mm, it does, yeah. It was edge of your seat, not that you'd want to be there, because um, then if you fell, then you'd be in trouble. But... I yeah I thought that that given that like they are just up a metal rickety shack like yeah. I was gonna say shack it's not a shack they're not up a shack no <laughs> what do you what did you call it a pylon no it's a TV tower okay a TV tower given that like that is all they are doing they do manage to keep the the suspense uh, and the tension high I think very impressive yes I thought. So it has a budget of about a reported budget of about three million dollars, which ain't much. No, especially compared to sort of a lot of films coming out in the cinemas. And probably the most recognisable actor in it is probably Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who plays one of the the girls' dad. And you recognise him from things like The Walking Dead, quite a few films. Uh, he's in Watchmen, things like that. Uh-huh. Uh, he's probably the most recognisable person, but other than that, sort of no one you've seen before. And at the beginning, I thought there was some kind of ropey, like green screen. Ropey's quite a fun sort of pun that I actually used. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some some dodgy green screen that made it look quite cheap. But actually, for the rest of the film, beyond that, it was very good sort of sound design, very good sort of tension racking up. The You did get the real sense that they were very high up. Yeah, I thought it absolutely. was filmed in a very clever way. And from what I was reading about it, they did, for the most part, actually build the top part of a tower. Yeah. I think, was it, they were no more than 100 foot off the ground? I think they were 100 foot off the ground, was... but even then, I think they built the tower on top of part of a mountain or like, so they were they were quite high up anyway. Mm-hmm. And they would have had all sorts of nets underneath and safety precautions and stuff and always be strapped in. But it, and then how that sort of removed later. But I think it really did add to the sense that they were trapped up there. Yeah, for sure. The tower is based off of a real yeah. tower. It's not in the same location as what the movie is, but yeah, there's a there's a real tower which I hope has been maintained a lot better than <laughs> the one that they were climbing because yeah, lots of loose nuts and bolts and things. I think if you go into it looking for sort of you know, and there are points where you're just like almost screaming at the characters to not be dumb. But at the same time, like wow, in yeah. these films, if characters made the smart decisions all the time, then there would be no peril and jeopardy and tension and suspense. So I thought, I mean, it's by no means a perfect film, but I thought it actually, in terms of making me feel something watching it, mm-hmm. it really did a very good job. Better than a lot yeah. of other films I've seen. Sort yeah, of recently. that's true. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I was on the edge of my seat and it. we watched it like first thing in the morning. <laughs> we did. <laughs> on a 
on a bank holiday and yeah that was the sort of start of a, a few movies that we watched that day and it was like why did we pick that first <laughs> like why now did we're you just on pick edge that old. first is the uh, question i don't know flip of a coin it was my t- turn i don't know <laughs> and you really wanted a nice pulse pounding start to the day really needed waking up yeah. yeah i mean you know how i feel about men writing women stories but other than that <laughs> yeah you men can still write about women they can but not very well <laughs> <laughs> anyway we're going to that now uh so that is fall uh available currently on netflix if you want to see it yourself would recommend Right, and of course, part four is, as always, films on free-to-air television. So Sam has picked her her choice of films, quite a few of them uh, this week, starting with not Friday the 28th, but in fact, two films on Saturday the 29th. First of them on film four at 1.05pm, it's Muppets from Space. Mm, Yeah, this is 1999's Muppets from Space. (laughs) I think I saw this at the cinema. I'm not sure that I have seen this. I think my uncle took me to this. Oh, lovely. That's a nice memory for you to bring out. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, I mean, I've got eight movies here that I'm gonna that we're gonna talk about, Chris, but like slim pickings day to day. I had to pick out a couple on a, a few different days, like where we've got two on each day sort of thing. Yeah. Um but yeah, and clearly I've got now to say about Muppets from Space. So, okay, um... well, we'll just skip through it. That's uh, film four at 1.05 p.m. on Saturday. Follow on Five Star at 6.55 p.m. Dante's Peak. Yeah, this is the Pierce Brosnan Escapes a Volcano. Not to be mistaken by the Tommy Lee Jones Escapes a Volcano film Volcano, which came from out in the, the same, same year. year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, and these those two movies are on my list of films to watch because I think I've got them very confused in my mind. Given, and I'm not sure, maybe I just haven't seen one of them. I don't know. I, I don't. Know. I can say I've never seen Dante's Peak, but okay. I have seen Volcano a stupid amount of times. Right. Well, why? I why have you never seen Dante's Peak? It's, it's, <laughs> Volcano was always one of those movies just kind of seemed to be on. Well, um, now it's Dante's Peak. And so. so, like, it's got Tommy Lee Jones and Anne Hesch, and it's a volcano in downtown Los Angeles. And, uh, okay. yeah. Well, I've got this one in the diary, so maybe if we're free um, okay. on sa- on Saturday, we can we can just actually watch it. Maybe. So that's Saturday covered. We've got two or more on Sunday, starting with on BBC One at 3pm, Moana. Yeah, so this is a Disney Pixar, I believe, movie about a child named Moana. Who? <laughs> <laughs> now, when you say things like that, it makes it sound like you don't know what the film's about. She has to take over as queen? <laughs> no. I, again, not seen this, so I don't know. I think I think she's she's part of a family, like, to, in her in her community where they're like high ranking within the community and she doesn't want to do that so she does other stuff i don't know it sure. <laughs> again one that i would like to see one that i didn't didn't haven't seen of the disney pixar you know list of films they made 
So that's at 3 p.m. And at 10 past nine on ITV4, classic sequel, Jaws 2. Let's keep going with the trend of me having not seen these (laughs) movies so far. But I have very recently watched Jaws on the big screen. And so I think it would be quite interesting to continue in the franchise and watch how policeman fails to clear the beach again. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh, although partly it was, you know, he was trying, but um, was. big, big tourism was. Um, I mean, it's was, not very big tourism; it's just tourism. Well, no, but the little the, tourism <laughs> for that town, yeah. But the the guy, the mayor, I think it was, yeah, was like, no, we're gonna keep the beaches open. This is our biggest tourist weekend. Something, something, Fourth of July. Doesn't matter if people get eaten by a shark. Indeed, it doesn't. So. Monday 1st of May, this is Bank Holiday Monday, so you can spend your time on ITV4 at 2.15pm watching Groundhog Day. Over and over, same day. Exactly. Mm. This one I have seen. <laughs> Good. <laughs> and I would recommend it. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a classic trope, is that right? No, that's not right. A trope is, it depends on what you're about to follow up with. In as much as the mechanic Yes. Of storytelling mechanic. Yeah. It's probably better. Repeating the same day. And getting the character to grow and learn through their infinite <laughs> infinite life that exists on that same day forever and ever. So This whole yeah. um essays have gone into trying to work out how long Bill Murray spends in that time loop. Mm. And there are people theorizing it's up to like a thousand years. Wow. 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 Ba- no. Based on because <laughs> as he as he goes and he learns new, he spends his time learning skills and stuff. Yeah. So like he becomes incredibly good at the piano. So you have to factor in how long does it actually take him to learn the piano, and then mm. he becomes incredibly good at other things, and he like learns French basically. Based on that, you know, people have there are other estimations as much short spell of time, but yeah, there are people out there who think yeah, thousands of years basically stuck doing the same day. At what point, though, would you just this? You know, you just sort of accept that that's it forever, and like he does, you know, take the opportunity to learn these new things, and then what? Then when it does break, like your life must seem like pinpoint short by that at that point. After from then on, you know what I mean? Maybe you like speed running the rest of your life. Yeah, weird. Anyway, let's not think about it. It's too deep, right? Uh, So (laughs) sorry, that is a fun comedy. Bill Murray, fun. Uh, So at Monday, 1st of May at 8pm on ITV2, we have Pitch Perfect. Mm, I feel like this was like kind of an answer to the kind of glee revolution on TV where it was like singing and theatre and acapella and glee had been around for a couple years at this point and they wanted to do like a film that was kind of glee adjacent (laughs) and... (laughs) It, I mean, it worked. It was a good film, I thought. Yeah, it was. Very good film. I mean, I haven't seen it for like, what, 10 years? So I don't know for definite. But It was good at the time when you saw it the first time. Yeah, I, I remember enjoying it and thinking I would like to watch the second one, but never did. Maybe we'll rectify that one day. Maybe, but probably not. So, <laughs> <laughs> If we're being truly honest with ourselves... <laughs> <laughs> so, a film that I definitely have seen and definitely have enjoyed, as have you, Wednesday, 3rd of May at 10.40pm on BBC One, we have Booksmart. Yeah, this is it's a bit disappointing how late 
on the telly that it is because it is really good and it's not like it doesn't have like I suppose it I suppose it's like post watershed and its content but I guess it's on after the news I don't know but yeah it's a it's a sort of coming of age story of two two young women in high school who have worked very hard to get you know excellent grades and they've barely done any socializing and then they're sort of going around to all their classmates and saying oh where are you going to college where are you going to college and it turns out all their classmates apparently are going to all excellent colleges also but have also had a fantastic social life while they have just been sat looking at books and wikipedia i guess i don't know for the last don't use wikipedia as a primary source kids in essays I'm you just can saying. use it as like a research tool, but don't you can, quote don't it. Ever as cite a, it. No, That's, don't ever cite no. it. But it's a good starting place. Like, don't get me wrong. But yeah, don't cite it. Don't cite it. Anyway. Yes, yeah, so they decide before they go off on their separate ways to. Uh, they they discover the yeah, they're not they're going to go off. One's going to have a gap year and travel. One's going to go off to university. So they decide to have a, a wild night of fun, and then it you know like a great many teen comedies, it all goes wrong in many different ways and it's just very good fun and there's a very fun recurring joke of one of their classmates who's sort of a bit she's always like high and sort of very like dreamy and sort of always sort of slightly sort of vacant expression and she's just everywhere that they go to every party she's just somehow there and i really enjoyed that but it's a great cast (laughs) reminds me of the butler in tomb raider Exactly. Turn your back and turn away for a second. Turn back. There he is right in front of you for some reason, somehow. How? How are you there? So <laughs> that is Booksmart on Wednesday. And then finally rounding off the week, Thursday, the 4th of May on uh, May the 4th be with you on Film 4 at 9pm. It's not Star Wars. It's Bohemian Rhapsody. I Ever a day I recommend Star Wars, Chris, and you know there's something wrong with me. Yep, I know that's when you've been kidnapped and replaced by an alien or something like that. Exactly. I mean, do they even show Star Wars on... <laughs> I suppose it's on... <laughs> <laughs> I really thought you were going to go a different place and maybe start talking about <laughs> Bohemian Rhapsody, but no... <laughs> Uh, they... I just, I just thinking like I don't think I've ever seen it. Like when all of the weeks that we've done TV recommendations, I don't think it's ever on terrestrial television. It must just be so expensive to. Maybe they, they yeah, they they'll show it. Yeah, it's obviously on Disney Plus, and then maybe like the Sky Cinema like has it as well. But I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know. I just don't see the BBC like fronting the money, you know. But that's not what we're talking about now, Sam. We're talking about Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, right. Um, Okay, so yeah, this is a biopic about Freddie Mercury and uh, his life and time in Queen. Once again, I have not seen this movie, but it is one that I would like to see. I believe it won an Oscar. Someone won an Oscar for this, maybe? Uh, Rami Malek won an Oscar for playing Freddie Mercury. Yeah, I had half the information. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you for that. That's quite all right. Yeah, and... Yeah, by icon Freddie Mercury. Great. Go, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent here. Why not? Queen are one of those bands that everyone's heard because they sort of get played quite regularly. You know, Bohemian Rhapsody, We Are the Champions, Another One Bites the Dust. All these sort of things get played quite regularly on both the radio and you know when Wrexham got uh, promoted the other week, uh, the other day, they were playing We Are the Champions. Mm. And there's other songs, Radio Gaga, all these other songs that I've heard. I, I I don't think I've heard any Queen beyond the sort of main singles. I don't think I've ever listened to a Queen album. Um, I couldn't name a Queen album. 
Is Killer Queen one of them? Or is that I just a song? I don't know. I mean, Greatest Hits <laughs> is definitely a Queen album that we had in the car. So this is there are there are probably people listening to this just being just shouting at us. Okay. They had a lot of albums, it turns out. Okay. So No, really? Yep. One of the biggest rock bands of the Well, that's the thing. It's like they've always been like to me, it's like everyone's speaking to how big Queen are. It's like, well, I don't know. They had four songs. Um, <laughs> so there's Queen, Queen 2, Sheer Heart Attack, A Night at the Opera, A Day at the Races, News of the World, Jazz, The Game. They did the Flash Gordon soundtrack, so that's fun. Uh, mm. Hot Space, The Works, A Kind of Magic, The Miracle, Innuendo, and Made in Heaven. Oh, wow. Okay. So, yeah, lots of albums. So, yeah. yeah I, don't know what to, I don't know what to tell you. You've got, you've got some catching up. I probably should listen to some Queen. Yeah, maybe. Because they definitely have more than those four songs. Yeah, I'm looking at them now. They have a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning. Well, I'm sure a few of them probably pop up in this film as well. I imagine they like, do. The yes. show must go on. The show must go on, probably. Uh, I, I think that's what it's called. Another one bites of dust. Um, you already said that one. Don't stop me now. Fat bottom girls. I want what it all. I want to break free. Killer Queen. That's a song. Yeah, there's a lot of them. Turns wow. out. I don't know if people Thank knew, you. but there's a lot of Queen songs. <laughs> Well, thank you, everyone, for listening to our Queen podcast. So have a little revelation. I've really listened to barely any Queen. Mm. I probably should. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anything else you want? To, any regrets you have musically about thing people you've not listened to? Presently, no. Oh, but I'll have good. a think. I'll have a think, and I'll get back to you. Get next back week. to us for the next episode. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you very much. I have been Chris Aikman, and you have been Sam Roll. And if you want to get in contact with us, actually, uh, to tell us how stupid we are for not having listened to that much Queen, then Chris at com or Sam at com, or you can talk to us about films. That would be preferable, personally. Mm-hmm. And uh, we will be back in a couple of weeks with my show. Talk Absolutely. about my picks of films on free-to-air TV. I'm sure they'll be just Hello as there. insightful. I'm sure they will be. Anyway, have a lovely rest of your week. Next week, you've got old Danny Boy and Howard. They've probably listened to Queen. They've almost certainly listened to Queen, both of them, extensively. Probably all the albums, yeah. Yeah. They've probably listened to anything, you know, nothing but Queen. That's my guess. Anyway, we're getting slightly sidetracked. Thank you very much, Sam. Thank you, Chris. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Yeah, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 